0: A mysterious event just a week ago may shed light on who really controls the conspiracy theory community. And then we travel to Russia to meet two amateur mountain climbers who are making their way through the Caucasus Mountains. Everything was going according to plan until in the distance they see a small structure surrounded by mysterious humanoids. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I really really mean that we got a lot of stuff to cover so we're gonna get started right away first off let's give a shout out to our newest patreon supporter walking into dead rabbit command right now arms outstretched looking for a big old hug it's nikolai mishkin everyone give him a big round of applause i'm holding a coffee everyone give nikolai mishkin a big round of applause as i put it down so i can do this nikolai you're going to be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the patreon i totally get it Just help spread the word about the show. That also is a way you can really, really help out. If you don't have money to donate, just let people know how much you love Dead Rabbit Radio. Tell the person standing right next to you right now. You're sitting in a courtroom, you're on trial, and you yell out, listen to Dead Rabbit Radio. Depending on what what you're on trial for, you may or may not do that. If it's something cool like breaking and entering, sure. But if it's something super gross, please don't do that. Nikolai, let's go ahead and toss you the keys for the Jason jet. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're going to take a fast journey through the danger zone all the way out to the west coast of the United States. (laughs) Nikolai flying us out in the -the state-of-the-art jet. This story, this story, I cannot understand why... Everyone is not talking about this. Now, I'm not talking about, like, CNN and Fox and stuff like that. Even, but, you know what? Even that's weird. That they're not talking about it. But I am, go- I, I am a little disappointed in the conspiracy theory community on this. This is a huge story. And as far as I can tell, I'm the only one talking about it. Before I went on air to record this, I double-checked. I went to InfoWars. I went to InfoWars to see if Alex Jones has had anything to say about this. Nothing. Last night, I was checking. I was on Godlike Productions, one of the most insane conspiracy theory boards out there. Nothing. The X board? Nothing. This is shocking. This is shocking, and it's real. Because there are articles in the mainstream news about this, and they're just kind of like, I don't know. Check this out, check this out. On January 10th, 2022, so seven days ago as of recording this episode, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, airports across the western seaboard of the United States get a ground stop order from the FAA. And what that means, FAA is the Federal Aviation Administration, and a ground stop order means all planes are on the ground now. Not crashing. Not crashing. They have to land. If you are in the air, we are ordering you to land that plane. And if you're on a runway, if you're not in the air, stay there. All air traffic on the western seaboard stopped at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you guys aware of this? This is not a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It needs to be a conspiracy theory. This is true. This is true. This was reported in the mainstream media. I got it from a website called The Drive. It's like a technology website. They do a lot of stuff. about. It's not like computer technology, but more like automobile. They have a lot of stuff about aviation and war stuff. They have a subset of the website called The War Zone, which we've covered on the show before. They do a lot of stuff with like unmanned aerial vehicles, really cool stuff. That's where I got most of my information. So it is being reported in the mainstream media and I want to give a shout out to this author here cuz he's going to pop up later. Tyler Rogaway wrote this article. And so Tyler's writing this article, it's being covered in the mainstream news, but it's not a big story. All air traffic, all air traffic control on the western seaboard of the United States shut down. It was shut down for about 15 to 20 minutes at one point the FAA lifted the ground stop order and then said, "What? no, no, it's back on. And the pilots in the air are like, what is going on? There's a Reddit thread where it's a lot of people talking about it. It's on the air traffic control subreddit. And they're like, yeah, I was in the air and I got the order. I was on the ground and they, they wouldn't let me take off. I was sitting in the plane. And here's the thing. You're like, Jason, OK, that's bizarre, right? All air traffic being shut down on the western seaboard of the United States. That's that's just bizarre. It's rare that it happens. It happens, it happened on 9/11 obviously. It's also happened during really bad weather events, it's happened when the government has had government shutdowns. But we we have the, we know why those happened. This one air traffic is shut down for 15-20 minutes and when it is lifted, people go, "Whoa, why would you do that FAA?" They didn't answer. They have no reason why it shut down. So it's not like it was a glitch, which I could understand. When they were asked, why'd you do this? The FAA says, well, you know, you know how this job is sometimes. Sometimes you just want to shut stuff down. What happens is some people start to realize that around the same time, around 2.30 p.m., North Korea was testing a missile. And there's been rumors that they have developed a hypersonic missile. When I say rumors, they say they did. I don't think anyone else really believes it, but North Korea says that they have a hypersonic missile. So this missile is fired from North Korea. It travels around 435 miles and splashes pretty far off the coast of Japan. So you have pilots and air traffic control people and websites like The Drive asking, Oh, maybe we shut down. Maybe we are at risk and they were afraid this hypersonic missile was going to get close to the United States and release some sort of EMP, and we wanted to bring those planes down. So Tyler of the website The Drive contacted the U.S. Strategic Command's public relations office and asked, hey, that shutdown that you had, did it have anything to do with the North Korea missile test? And they refused to answer. They would not confirm or deny that this had anything to do with North Korea. So as of right now, seven days later, we have no idea why all air traffic was shut down for 15 to 20 minutes. In the middle of the day, we have no idea. None. And here we are seven days later. This boggles my mind. And here's why. Remember, we did an episode on this. Remember about two and a half years ago? It was like in the early days of Dead Rabbit Radio. YouTube shut down for eight hours. you guys remember this? You guys remember this? I know a lot of you guys are laughing because this was a huge conspiracy theory. I mean the, it actually did shut down, but the reason why the well, the reason why people thought was that we finally had proof someone had uploaded a video of a real reptilian shapeshifter onto youtube and youtube goes oh no how did they get that video and they had to shut down the entire service to purge that video remember that and that conspiracy theory i actually saw it pop up like a month or two ago someone was mentioning that it was huge And what it really was, or again, YouTube was like, oh, we're not really going to say what it was. What people figured out about that one was that, remember Google Plus, I think it was called? Google was trying to do their own social network, and it was integrated in a bunch of stuff. And they went to, this was, if I remember correctly, the official answer. They went to remove Google Plus interactivity, and it caused YouTube to shut down. And they lost millions and millions of dollars trying to do that now you may go jason no 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 i believe the reptilian conspiracy theory thing and that's why i shut down that's fine fair i'm not going to tell you what you need to believe but at least there was a discussion about it youtube got shut down for eight hours and people thought it was this reptilian thing and people talked about it and talked about it for weeks afterwards people are still talking about it all air traffic shut down over the western seaboard of the United States, and they're not talking about it on the x They're not talking about it on Godlike Productions. This, you know what? The UFO community should be throwing their money down on the blackjack table over this. Oh, but no, we got a photo of three lights, 30,000 feet up in the sky. Let, let's run that on our website. I mean, this is huge. This is huge because we don't have any answer for it. And when you don't have an answer, you can fill it in. I'm shocked this isn't bigger. When I saw this pop up, I go, whoa, that's weird. I'm sure there'll be some answers and I'm sure people will cover this. And I was typing my notes up on it. I never in a million years would have thought we'd be seven days later and it's dead. This conspiracy theory is dead. Why? Why isn't this bigger? Alex Jones, nothing. I double checked. Alex Jones had said nothing about (laughs) it. I'm not saying he's the ultimate barometer for this. Maybe George Norrie, maybe Coast to Coast has done something on this that I couldn't find. But did you hear about this? It's shocking. It's shocking. And it really does make you think about who is in charge of the conspiracy theory community. It really does. Because this could be nothing, right? This could absolutely be nothing. It could have been a glitch. They could have been worried about North Korea. It could have been a UFO fleet was coming by and they didn't want planes in the air. It could have been that a portal was opening up and these demons were pouring out of it and flying into the Pacific Ocean. It could have been that if they were in the air, they would have seen a planet-killing asteroid get blasted away by our Pleiadian defenders. It could have been a hundred different things. And we could have had all these conspiracy theories like we do when YouTube shuts down for a couple hours. Shocking. Shocking that this isn't bigger. The government shuts down all flights and nobody's talking about it fascinating, and it makes you think who's running this stuff. The big problem when we look at conspiracy theory community, and we all know it, a lot of distractions. You have a real-life conspiracy theory that's affecting real people. Let's look at this racist conspiracy theory. Let's look at this conspiracy theory that's going to get our blood boiling. But it, it has nothing to do with anything. Let's look at this conspiracy theory that heightens the political divide or the cultural divide between us. Don't look at this one, though. This one's not even a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory gatekeepers aren't talking about it. Fascinating. Fascinating. And it's something that every conspiracy theorist deals with. There's a lot of complaints about it. Who really controls the narrative? But when you step back it and go, why is everyone, why is it we constantly talking about flat earth? Why are we constantly talking about the nobody? Why are we constantly focusing on these icebergs that are created by God knows who? I actually have an iceberg segment coming up, but... You know what I mean? Like someone will sit and they'll make an iceberg and they'll produce it. And and I get it. I get it. Icebergs are fun to look at. But they've started to, and we did an episode on this. They've started to point the conspiracy theory community into a way that if it's not on an iceberg, it's not a legitimate conspiracy theory. This is an interesting conspiracy theory. This is real. We saw it happen in real time. Experts in the industry have no idea what happened. The government is not giving us any idea what happened. No one's talking about it. The conspiracy theory community cannot have gatekeepers because this type of stuff happens. And it makes you wonder. It really, really makes you wonder. When you see those conspiracy theories that you've seen a hundred times before, you're missing stuff like this. It happens to me too. And I'm scrolling around and I'm looking at the 18th Succubus thread. Some hot images of some beautiful woman. So it's distracting me, making me click on that. (laughs) Making me click on that and save the picture. I'm not immune to this stuff, right? This is the type of stuff that's going on. Absolutely fascinating. We freak out about YouTube being shut down for a couple hours. The government shuts down all air traffic. Doesn't tell us why. Doesn't tell us why. They don't even lie to us and say it was a glitch. There could have been a battle between the United States Air Force and the alien fleet over the Western United States for 15 to 20 minutes. And they didn't want anyone to see it. Fascinating. Nobody's talking about this. Absolutely blows my mind. Spread this one. Talk about this one. Let's get the word. <laughs> as as the red beam is focusing on my head right now, the FAA is going to take me out. The thing is, is, like I honestly don't think it was anything super sinister. It was probably incredibly mundane, but that's not the point. I think the Google getting shut down was incredibly mundane. The point is, no one's talking about it, and why? Somebody gatekeeps this stuff. Somebody says, ah, we don't want this to be a big conspiracy theory. Let's talk about flat Earth. Let's talk about how space is fake. Nikolai, I'm going to toss you the keys of the Carpenter copter. We got to get out of this airspace before the FAA really takes me out. Takes out the truth tellers. We're leaving behind the western seaboard of the United States. We're headed all the way out to Mother Russia. (laughs) And as we're going out there, I want it's funny, I didn't mean to go on that iceberg rant because I I understand why the icebergs are cool. I, I look at them, I still read them, I just don't like the gatekeeping aspect. I got a lot of people commenting. I did an episode on should we melt the conspiracy theory iceberg and a lot of people commented and they said, The iceberg conspiracy theories are cooler. And I'm like, why? Why? How do you know the difference between a conspiracy theory? It's so crazy. If it's listed on a sheet, it's cooler than one that you found on your own. I don't get that at all. But anyways, the Icebergs, they do serve their purpose, and I find them very entertaining. You have Windy Goon does really cool stuff on the Conspiracy Theory Icebergs. Parallel Pipes does really cool stuff on the Conspiracy Theory Icebergs. They'll do multiple videos on the Icebergs. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. My question has always been, don't let it gatekeep Conspiracy Theory. There's still a lot of good stuff out there. But I recently came across this website. It's by a man named S. That's the only name he's going by. It's called the Iceberg Database. Really, really cool. Really, really simple. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It is little short explanations for pretty much anything on multiple conspiracy theory icebergs. So you tie- I saw this and I tested it out. I put in Mormon Bigfoot, which is one of my favorite conspiracy theories. And it has a little, just a little couple sentences. And it's cool because the Mormon Bigfoot generally refers to, I did an episode on it, we'll put it in the show notes, but generally refers to one of the early founders of the Mormon church, met Bigfoot, and it turns out that Bigfoot is actually Cain from the Bible. He was cursed by God to walk forever and not be able to farm or something like that. So Bigfoot is Cain. That's a cool, and that's in. A lot of Mormons will kind of go, oh, not this story, but it is, it was said by a early founder of the church. It's pretty legit as far as that goes. Like he actually did write that. It's cool because S writes in his thing. There's another conspiracy theory that a group of Bigfoots have actually converted to the the thing about Bigfoot being descended from Cain is true. But uh, he goes on to say that a group of Bigfoots actually converted to the Church of Latter-day Saints, and now they appear as humans and continue to spread the word of Joseph Smith. I I had never heard that conspiracy theory. That's really cool. And he has a little random button, so you can look for ones that you know, and there's a random button you can click on and find all these things. There's nothing wrong with having fun with the conspiracy theory community. I don't have a problem with icebergs in and of themselves. So if you do want to look around the iceberg, check it out. It's in the show notes, icebergdb.com is the website. There's also a new thing. I'll put this in the show notes. People are starting to make interactive icebergs, which is really cool, where you click on them and it gives you, like, you click on a name, it takes you right to the article. Someone did one about missing people and you click on it, it takes you right to an article. About it. it's fascinating. Like, I love the evolution of the icebergs in and of themselves. I just don't understand why something's cooler because it's on an iceberg. So bizarre. So bizarre. But I I I do get it. I'm trying to I try not to hate on the icebergs. I don't. I find a lot of good stuff on there. I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Imagine you watch a really cool movie and then you realize that that movie's not on a list of the top 100 best movies of all time. You don't then not like that movie, right? That's what I don't. I. I, I but anyways, Nikolai is bring <laughs> Nikolai jumped out. He's like, dude, I hate your show, and I love the iceberg. He's all hugging an iceberg as the carpenter copter is now unmanned. I'm like, no, Nikolai, come back. We are we are crashing into Azu Glade. That's near Mount Elbrus in the Caucasus Mountains of Russia. It's summer 1980. There are these two friends and they're amateur mountain climbers. We're going to call them Raphael and Johnny. They're making their way through the Caucasus Mountains. Now, there's a little tourist base in Ozu Glade. And they get to this little tourist base in Ozu Glade and they're sitting there and I, drinking mead out of probably big old wooden cups, hanging out in a little cabin. It's probably actually a professionally built place, but I imagine like a roaring fire there in their warm clothes. There's probably like a dog sleeping nearby, hopefully inside. Raphael and Johnny are sitting there and they go, hey, you know what? We have some buddies from Leningrad visiting this area, too. They're up at Shelter 11. You want to head on up there? And Johnny's like, yeah, dude, that sounds totally awesome. So without telling anyone, Raphael and Johnny leave Glade and begin to make their way up to Shelter 11. Now, they're amateur mountain climbers, but they're a better mountain climber than me. Because I've never climbed a mountain. I don't even think I've really ever been on a mountain. I'm sure I have, but like on the top, I've never like looked down and like waved at people. But I'm sure, I'm sure I've been somewhere on a mountain before. They're walking around these mountains. There's like those bridges, like with rope and wood and stuff like that. Like you saw in like Indiana Jones, they're walking across those. That's insane. And they're like climbing up stuff and then they're like climbing down stuff and they're making their way to Shelter 11. But at Shelter 11... There's a bunch of people from Leningrad sitting there in this big old place. Fire fire going on. There's a dog, sleeping dog there as well. And the door burst open. <whistles> <whistles> like snowflakes are hitting people in the face. The wind is like whipping around. Ah, oh, it's super cold. It's super cold. That's why we're in this building. Shut the door. Shut the door. In stumbles Raphael. Raphael stumbles into Shelter 11 and people know him. They're like, hey, Raph, what's up? But he's just kind of like, Ugh, uh, and then he takes his hat off. He takes his hat off dramatically, throws it to the ground. His hair is gray. And they're like, ah, they didn't expect that. I should have said earlier, he did not have gray hair because otherwise they would just hate old people. His friends are like, Raphael, what happened to you? Why is your hair all gray? And he's like, oh, guys, uh, shut that door. Shut that door. It is super cold. You won't believe what happened to me. He tells this story. They're walking over the bridge. They're walking over that spooky uh, rope wood bridge. And they're walking up and down the mountains, making their way to Shelter 11. And Raphael says, we're like 900 feet away from here, where I'm at right now, sitting with a hot cup of cocoa. I actually, don't know if he's drinking cocoa. This is a pretty disturbing story. The story is so weird. I love it. He goes, we're only about 900 feet away from where we're sitting right now. And I look and I see this in the distance, this barrel-shaped object. It, was, it wasn't the size of a barrel. I actually thought it was some hut of another mountain climber had built this structure or something like that. But... I see this large, barrel-shaped building in the distance, and standing around it was a bunch of people. I figure they're also mountain climbers. But as I'm looking through the snow, I'm looking through the wind whipping around me. I start to realize these aren't people. some I don't know what they were, but they were humanoid. But they weren't people. I, I could just tell something was off about them. Now, Johnny was with me. And the people in the cabin go, oh, you weren't traveling alone? He goes, no. Johnny was with me, and he sees it too. We're continuing to make our way to Shelter 11, and I'm kind of keeping an eye on that barrel. And There's something weird about it, but... We're just gonna get here and maybe have a couple cups of cocoa and go and explore it as a group. But Johnny was lagging behind. He wasn't as fast as I was. Come on, Johnny, keep going, keep going. I'm trying, Raf, I'm trying. And I turn around to urge Johnny to pick up the pace. We gotta get here. And what I see There's no other word for it than Impossible. Johnny was standing there. With his arms stretched out towards the heavens. And then I watched his right arm begin to curve. Begin to twist. His left arm also began to turn itself into impossible angles. It was like his bones were gone. His body was putty. And someone was pulling him. His limbs began to shift uncontrollably, growing long and thin. Like a man pulling on dough in every possible direction, there was Johnny's body, twisting and curving and being pulled so thin, the tips of his fingers began to disappear. He has this horrified look on his face as he becomes impossibly thin. And then in an instant, he was gone. I ran to where Johnny was standing just seconds ago, just before I saw him become this rubbery monstrosity, just before I saw him get stretched out of reality. I run over there and I see his footprints leading to where he stood, and then nothing. I see his climbing axe, laying there in the snow, and that's all. I turned back and looked towards the barrel. It was gone. The things around it were gone. Johnny was gone. I got this story from ThinkAboutItDocs.com. They got it from a Russian... Publication called Never Oitani Murr, which means unbelievable world. Terrifying story. Terrifying story. We recently covered the story of Barbara Bolick, where two people were marching through the woods. It's a true story. Police have investigated this. It's an ongoing missing person's case. I'll put the episode in the show notes, but two people were marching through the woods out on a hike, A dude, I don't remember his name, and Barbara Bolick. And he was 40 seconds ahead of her. And he gets to this little place, this little sightseeing place, and is looking down at the valley below them. And he turns around, and Barbara Bolick is gone. She's never been seen since. There's no, they can find nothing of her. No DNA, no clothing. They thought maybe she fell off a cliff, got attacked by an animal. This is an ongoing case. She disappeared. She was 40 seconds behind him. 40 seconds had passed since he had heard her voice. She disappeared into infinity. Whenever we look at missing people who just vanished, there's that famous story about the little boy who was at his house. He ran around the corner of his house making animal noises. He's pretending to be a tiger or something. They never saw the kid again. I'll have to put that in the show notes. I don't think I've ever covered it. I'll try to find that article. Disappeared. Broad daylight. He was gone for five seconds. The last photo of him, the photo for the, like, the missing kids files, was taken a minute before he vanished. He was sitting on the porch in, like I think, a Spider-Man outfit. They took a picture of him. Vanished. Right around the corner of the house. No one's ever been arrested. Gone. Face of the Earth. Disappeared. Those are real stories. And they're always chilling and they always, I mean, like this type of stuff, like imagine living in a world where you can turn your back on someone for 40 seconds and then they vanish and you never know what happened to them. This is a story that, I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the families of Barbara Bolick or that other, that other boy who I don't remember his name was, but again, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find the article. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Those are real people, but it, it, it put our conspiracy caps on. What if this is what's happening? They just vanish. And in, in in any other story, Raphael is walking ahead. Everything else is the same, and he doesn't turn around in time to see Johnny get stretched into infinity. His arms being pulled so long out into the sky, you can't even see the tips. It's thin. It's, it's like when you pull on Play-Doh and you start to see, you can see through the Play-Doh because you've pulled it so thin. That's what happened to Johnny. If he had turned around 40 seconds later, Johnny would have simply not been there. He would have turned around, tried to figure it out. Johnny's gone. Didn't see him stretch away, just sees footprints stopping, climbing axe laying there on the ground. Missing person's case. People would have come out, thought he fell off a cliff, fell in with sinkhole, animal attack. But he didn't turn around 40 seconds later. He turned around and saw his friend pulled so thin that he vanished. Absolutely terrifying story. Absolutely terrifying story. Just vanishing is one thing, but having it be, be such a physical... This is a physical assault. It would be, I, you, you would just imagine, I guess I've always just imagined that if there is a paranormal answer to these missing people things, they just blink out of existence. Like, I mean, that would suck too. But if you're walking and the next thing you know, you're on an alien ship. Or you're walking and the next thing you know, you're in another dimension. Like, that, those do suck. But... If the process is torment, if the process is you looking at your hands and watching yourself just get spread apart, feeling that tug against your flesh and your bone and your muscle tissue as you're being pulled in every direction and then ending up somewhere else, it'd be the difference between dying in your sleep I'm getting run over by a steamroller. One of them, you just die in your sleep. The other one, you're like, uh-oh, here it comes. It's going like three miles an hour. And of course, it's going to run over your feet first. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a huge difference between that. Absolutely terrifying. Does it give us an answer for Barbara Bolick or, I looked it up, William Tyrell? He was a boy in Australia who just disappeared. Seven years. This little kid disappeared back in... 2011, they're still investigating this. They they have no idea. Does it explain that? No. But conspiracy cap fully on, it might. Absolutely terrifying. Living in a world where this is possible, where you can get just pulled out of reality. Very painful way to go, I would assume. We like to pretend... We really, really do like to pretend we live in a world of science and reason, but do we? Just because we can measure a lot of things, and just because we can observe a lot of things, and just because we can make assumptions and theories on this, that, and the other thing— Are we really masters of our universe? Do we really understand the way things work? Because I'll tell you this, every generation, and I'm not talking about millennials versus boomers, I'm talking about civilization's thousand-year-long periods, they all think they know the answers. The Greeks 100% believed that it was the four humors that dictated human health. And science advances, civilization advances. And we go, oh, no, 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 that's ridiculous. The real thing is bleaches and the way you can feel for people's heads, and it'll say how smart they are. And nowadays, we go, "What, that science is completely ridiculous. Today's science, this is the peak. Now we have the answers. And 500 years from now, they're going to look back and go, "What a bunch of dummies dude. Do they actually believe that stuff?" a terrifying story that really makes us rethink what is reality what is possible right if this story is true it's terror it's absolutely terrifying that someone could blink out of existence and what i think so fascinating too is that you have the scientific community go of course the story is not true jason the story's not true. Barbara Bolick, she's a real person who went missing and she must have fallen off a cliff or got attacked by a, an animal or something like that. It wasn't encrypted. She didn't go through a portal. She didn't get stretched. Come on, dude. That's ridiculous. And it, just every single police officer and every single person who ever searched for her, uh, they're wrong. They, they overlooked evidence, Jason. That's the realistic answer. And this William boy, this William Tyrell boy, he, someone must have murdered him, Jason. Like, he didn't blink out of existence. What are you, like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not scientific. In this story, you don't even have a date. You don't even have the guy's names. You call him Raphael and Johnny. There's no proof this story even happened. You got it from some Russian magazine. This isn't real, Jason. Science says you just can't disappear. What really happened on that trail to Shelter 11, we'll never really know. But it gives us a clue towards this phenomenon. It gives us an idea of what could be happening when people just go missing. They're out of sight for just a few seconds, and then they're gone. Science tries to explain it, they can't. Law enforcement tries to explain it, they can't. And these mysteries go on for weeks and months and years, and they still can't find these people. We want to live in a world of science because we want the comfort of science. But the universe is not built to be comfortable to us. The universe is this machine that continues onwards. And it doesn't care whether or not we comprehend it. It doesn't care whether or not we enjoy it. We're like an ant inside a massive clock. It doesn't care whether or not we know how the gears work. It simply ticks away. So when we try to make order out of it by measuring things, by observing things, aha, I have the answer we come to bizarre conclusions like rats are born out of piles of dirty clothes, which was accepted scientific belief for quite a long time. Spontaneous generation. We obviously, whether or not you believe you can stretch out into infinity, we obviously live in a universe where people can disappear if you don't see them for a couple seconds, because it happens. So whether or not you can find a scientific explanation for it, It happens. We may not want to accept that as a fact. We may not want to live in a universe where you can just blink out of existence, but it happens. Is there a way to stop it? Who knows? Where do they go? Who knows? This is one of those mysteries that I think the worst thing that could happen is you solve it. Is you figure out where they go. Because, as far as I'm concerned, to get to the answer, you have to go there too. This is a mystery that I will leave others to solve. I would rather remain ignorant on this phenomenon than face it myself. But who knows? In a world where anything is possible, who's to say I won't be the next person who disappears? off the face of the earth. (laughs) As the Federal Aviation Administration is like, you're going to, you're going to after this episode, you're going to end up in a hangar somewhere. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.